yeah, how to how to do conferences like grown up, and how like to survive them so you can do them again. Yes. Exactly. But yes, uh, fun fun podcast fact. Fun, I guess we're grown ups now. Fact. Uh, Brooke and I first hung out at a conference. Oh yeah, I we think did. we had met briefly at work. But then we hung out for the first time at XOXO conference in 2015. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we hung out. Yeah, we were like, did we? We knew each other through the Slack too, right? Like we had talked on the. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus just work and maybe Twitter. I don't know. This is probably an important thing to start with. Um, I think there's there's a big difference between going to a conference and performing at a mm-hmm. conference. Right? So, mm-hmm. if we were going to do a choose your own adventure and you're like, so there's a conference you want to go to, the first question to ask yourself in my mind is, do you want to speak at that conference? And right. that's a relatively easy question to answer if, like, it's a conference we have to be invited to speak, like XOXO, which is where we met. Because, like, if I wanted to speak at it, too bad. <laughs> Unless- right. You'd have to, like, get to know somebody and be the right person to do yeah. that. Yeah. I'd have to be way more exciting, and then one of the Andes would have to be like, hey, come be exciting here. But for Maybe. other conferences, if it's like a work conference or whatever else, you'd be like, hey, I, I think I want to speak at this, or I just want to attend. And I think, I, let's talk about the attending first, because I think that's that's more applicable, I bet. Yeah, yeah. If it's a conference in your local town, most of the work is already done. Right. Right. All you really have to do is make sure you put yeah, on pants. Right. Um, and and <laughs> figure out was it buy tickets? Yeah, buy tickets. Put on pants. I I think if there's any kind of like pre uh, conference social media you can do where you like mm-hmm. join a Slack for the conference or like download their app. I hate all the apps for conferences, but download their app. Talk to some people. Like it helps to have friends. Would you say? Yeah. Yes, I would definitely say that. It helps to know a person or two that you can hang with in those worst of socially awkward times at the conference. Yeah, because like you always have your phone, you've always got your Twitter or your social media, but it's nice to have somebody that you can look at and go like, this is weird, right? And they're like, yes, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> My friend Ginger and I sat beside each other at a conference here in Saskatoon one time, and we're horrified at the keynote speaker who was like basically yelling at us i think and he had, there had been last minute consolation and this guy was filling in and he was a horrible choice and oh my yeah. god but it, so it's good to have that person beside you going <sighs> right like yeah. you also saw that yeah it's a hard one because i think it's you know when you i've gone to things by myself um in work capacity and didn't bother to make friends because i was like maybe manning a booth right and then it's a case of like well I'm not going to have time to hang out with anyone that I like anyway. I'm just going to be sitting here. But it feels so lonely because you're just waiting for someone to come talk to you. And when they do, you have to repeat the same thing for the 200th time. But if you're attending and not working, yeah, make some friends. Have some people you can chat with. A lot of conferences, it seems like now, have like a uh, affinity groups or some kind of like lunchtime thing, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. all the ladies or all the POC or... Everyone who wants to talk about cars or go to those. Like, even if yeah. you're weirdly introverted, like probably I am and Carrie is, like, go to them. Mm, no, I'm extroverted. Oh, you are? Okay. 
I'm totally. I <laughs> years, love strangers. Years later, we find out. Um, I don't. I don't like strangers, and I have a hard time with conferences. But I go to them professionally, and um, I just try to find like one person at one of those events. If I see somebody that looks like they might be mm, my speed, then I go talk to them, mm-hmm. and we just try to like buddy up. Yeah, finding those people is a skill, and it's lucky when you find them because it can make it amazing. Like it can make for a really super fun week or a couple of days or a weekend or whatever it is. Yeah. If you find that person that you like sort of click with. And like sometimes it can lead to lasting friendships or a podcast yeah. or job opportunities. <laughs> and sometimes it can just be like a single serving, you know, well, we had a good time this weekend. Anyway, see you never, or like yeah. see you next year at the same conference. Um, right. Uh, the only conference that I go to by choice uh, regularly, and and thankfully it's back again this year is XOXO, and that's a conference where I know so many people, but I only really spend time with a couple because I just kind of like pick my person or my persons, and we wander around together because yeah. it feels safer. I don't like I get overwhelmed at parties or events with lots of people when I especially when I know a lot of people. Like the idea of having mm-hmm. a birthday party where forty people show up is my hell because I want to have one conversation with one person and not half of a conversation with 30 people right yeah and conferences are like a really hard hard thing for that too Ooh, i would say this too if there's someone that you think is really cool at a conference even if they're a speaker and you want to chat with them don't be creepy but like you can introduce yourself or yeah even on twitter later on you could be like hey i saw you at the conference you seemed really rad if you want to grab food sometime that'd be cool it gets more complex when it's like um someone that you would theoretically be attracted to or interested in like once again don't Mm -hmm. be creepy but like a lot of times people are stoked to hang out with people in their cities or like after the conference will be like yeah let's all get drinks or something and that can be kind of fun um definitely met some people that way but like you know you know your level if you're a fan maybe it's gonna be weird if you're just a normal person it's gonna be easier like yeah don't hang out with your heroes Um, right I definitely agree Uh, like if somebody if you feel like you can't act like a normal person in front of somebody because you're such a fan probably don't say anything to them yeah because also if you and I've had this happen and you probably had this happen when somebody is a fan of you or thinks that you're really cool um, they might be an awesome person but it makes you feel really weird to have somebody like you that much and somebody who thinks that you're amazing because like we all know none of us are that cool like we're all just people we all just like you know poop once a day and put on pants and so having somebody like who thinks that you hung the moon is it's an impossible burden <laughs> it is it's not it's not a fair thing for either of you because it's not a real relationship it's super imbalanced yeah and yeah that's not how you start any kind of relationship not even like a casual friendship like you're not going to be friends with a person who you can't who you get like weird butterflies talking to even if it's like yeah like completely platonic butterflies but like if you, yeah yeah if you're like stammering every yeah. time you try to say words and like you know i don't right. want to shame anybody for having those feelings about somebody but just like know your limits and if there's somebody that you feel that way about like give them wide berth and just like right. be excited about them elsewhere um yeah also, I swear to you, if you meet anybody that you think is really amazing, if you know them for five minutes, you'll be like, oh, oh, okay. They're the same kind of, like, you know, skin creature that I am. Um, 
Yeah. The the next thing I'd say, and this is more practical, but regardless of what kind of conference you go to and where you're going, um, wash your hands for as long as oh. they say to. Don't shake hands time. if you can avoid it. And never yep. eat the conference food. Go somewhere else. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Because there's always okay, a... I am not with you on the conference food. Oh, man. But... Everybody, when everybody gets, like, botulism or salmonella and they're all sick, you're not because you went and got food somewhere else. I think. But this is also, I, I want to be with one or two people and not like 20 people, so I will take a one or two people and we'll go to a place that I want to eat or they want to eat away from the venue so we can escape for a little while. Yeah, I think escaping is definitely healthy uh, and a good way to cope. I'm also somewhat for um, maximizing downtime yeah. and sometimes eating at the venue and not making choices and not having to pay bills and blah, blah, blah can save you precious time that you can spend you know zoning out or napping in the sunshine or whatever it's whatever to totally. like re recharge your batteries yeah going but i definitely take your point going to a, a restaurant where there's going to be a bill is a bad idea with people you don't know well but like go to a place with counter service go to a place where right. you can like pay your bill and then sit down or hey if you're a or baller like and you know you're a baller and you've got the money for it just buy everybody lunch. Like, that's a cool thing to oh do. My. Just be a nice person. Because it, uh, it's yeah. never that much money if you're all just kind of, like, being chill and not drinking a lot. Um, and people will remember that and go, like, oh, that was really nice when you did that. And you're like, hey, buy me donuts later. Or tomorrow you can buy food or whatever. Um, wow, great. I don't know. Yeah. If you're the kind of person that goes to conferences for fun, you probably have money. Um, you likely make a salary. And that puts you in a place that most, at least Americans, are not in. So, you know, be nice. Right. And it's a nice way to be like, take two or three people with you. Yeah. And have a really good time. Yeah. Have a really good time and not totally. have to worry about it. I learned a trick, actually. Um, I think I learned this from another podcast, but you can call ahead and give your credit card to people. <laughs> or, when you, or when you walk in, you can give the credit card to people and just say, hey, um, you're going to put this on my card. And then you never have to talk about it at the end of the meal. You never have to make it awkward. Wow. You just be like, it's done. It's taken care of. And they're like, what? And you're like, don't worry about it. Let's go back to conference. <laughs> it's a really That's cool amazing, move. amazing, Brooke. I am, I am totally going to do that. Also, if you have a relative that you're always fighting with on the bill, that's a great trick. You just call like a day or two ahead and you're like, hey, I've got a reservation. It's going to be on this card. And, uh, you know, at the end of the meal, you're just yeah. like, hey, um, that was a great meal. See you again soon. I almost, and this is one one of those places where, like, I, I do make, you know, a good salary. So many times I'd rather just pay for something than stress about it. Right. So you if it's a difference between, coverage. yeah, if it's yeah. a difference between paying $20 more and having to have any awkward conversations, I will always want to pay $20 if I can. Um, yes. I am totally with you there. And, and that's a privileged thing, but it's it's helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are some other conference tips? The swag bags are always terrible. They're just adverts for always. things. Um, you don't need any more t-shirts ever, uh, unless you need more t-shirts. Conference. Socks are cool. Um, Not bad. The last conference I was at, my coworker got a Jedi lightsaber <laughs> for his kids. <laughs> Some company was giving it away, and he was like, I'm getting two of these. I don't know how I'm going to take them back, but I'm going to give it to my kids. If there is a USB key in the swag bag do not insert that into yeah. any piece of electronics that you have access to do yeah. not use 
Unless you have USB one of those USB condoms. Have you seen those? Sure. They're I've like heard of them. The thing that like keeps the data from touching your computer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, don't trust devices people give you. You. Just like don't trust drinks to somebody else giving you. That's a great tip That's for the conference. A great tip. Always watch your drink. Don't take a drink from someone you don't know really, really well. And even if you know them really, really well, maybe don't take a drink from them. Because who knows? It's always tricky. If it's socially awkward, tip it over. Yeah. By, and I'm doing air quotes here, accident. Throw it against the window and scream. No, don't do that. Dump um. <laughs> it over his head. No drinks. Um, and it's hard. And I think this is another, we're, we're making light, but like, if you're a person, um, if you're a woman, if you're a non-binary person, if you're someone who is not uh, a, a guy or like a gender majority, I think would be the term or something. Um, there can be harassment at conferences. There can be people who are there and they want to have sex. And maybe you are there to have sex too. And that's cool. But uh, some people are creepy and not cool and um, do bad things. And so, you know, treat it like treat it like you were at a nightclub with your company, which you often kind of are. And uh, be careful. Don't drink too much. In my opinion, if you want to get drunk, do it in your hotel room by yourself. Don't do it at a party with people that you have to see again ever. Like, yeah, no one wants to be or see that. that. On the flip side of that, if you're in the gender majority or the, you know, when you, if you look around the room and most of the people look like you, like maybe treat it not like you're out at a bar with your buddies. Like maybe grow up just a little bit and make the place a little more welcoming for like all the people around you who are nervous about whether you're a bomb that's about to go off. Yeah. And maybe like listen more than you talk. Mm, oh my gosh that's a really good one don't go up to groups of people who are already talking and like start talking if you want to like meet people in a group walk up kind of listen for a while and maybe say like hey like i'm kind of here alone right. i'd love to chat with people or something but ask like people questions yeah like, don't yeah you're not there to talk about yourself ask them about Oh my gosh, I can see a squirrel in a tree behind you, Brooke. <laughs> Sorry, podcast people. That was amazing. If people, I think <laughs> it if people literally applied. Literally a squirrel moment. <laughs> if people applied uh, that kind of advice to dates, dates would probably also go well. But like, I was going to say, like, do, do it like you would do a good date. But I think a lot of people don't know what a good date is either. So, um, right. But yeah, listening is good. Uh, washing your hands. Um, yes. Man. Eat, eat. Drink water. Yeah, don't be creepy. Every sleep at yeah, night. Don't be creepy. Like sleep try to keep night. similar schedule to what you would keep at home, and you'll be way happier. Yep. People always talk about getting sick at conferences, but I think like part of the reason people get sick at conferences is they drastically change their life when they show up. They're like, all of a sudden, I'm getting yep. four hours of sleep. I'm not going to the gym. I'm eating like burritos every single day um, that are filled with garbage. Uh, and like, I'm chewing on the end of my pen. Yeah, I'm touching everyone. I'm putting my fingers table. on my mouth. Just yeah. don't, just don't, like, be careful. Like, every, <laughs> this is travel advice in general, but, like, everything around you has been touched or, like, licked by somebody else. Just yeah. be careful. Yeah. Wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, stand up and move, even if it's not, like, yeah. timed. You're standing up and moving. Yeah, do, do, do some, like, stretches. It's always helpful. Um, mm-hmm. Man. 
so the and those are all really good tips. Like those are things that if you're if you're going to a conference, regardless of if you're participating or performing, um, it'll keep you healthy, wealthy, and wise. But um, let's say you wanted to like perform at a conference, Carrie. You've done oh. this before, right? I have. Yeah. I say times. I say perform because I think it's it's that's kind of what it is. Hey, uh, so one time I did a talk at a conference and was on a panel, same conference, uh, seven months pregnant in Santa Clara, California. I traveled from Saskatoon to Santa Clara, seven months pregnant, and did a talk and appeared on a panel. Did you get sick? No. Good. (laughs) I didn't. I love it. That's because when you're pregnant at eight o'clock PM, Mm -hmm. your eyes close and you go to sleep for eight hours. Like I love it. It just happens. Yeah. This is an unrelated story, but there's a person at my gym who is pregnant and they um, lift weights with me. And today we did bench presses (gasps) and they were bench pressing like, I don't know, 60, 70 pounds. And they have, (sighs) I think they're due this summer. So they're like, however many months pregnant that is. Right, like definitely showing. Oh, yeah. very much. I think they're six or seven months into their pregnancy, and they're like powerlifting yep. still, and it's amazing. Nice. Yeah, I love it. I they're mean, powerful. Consult your doctor. We're not saying if you're six or seven months pregnant, go start powerlifting. But their doctor that person has probably been yeah, doing it all along. for years. And their yeah. doctor was like, "Don't yeah. lift anything above twenty-five pounds." And they were like, <laughs> "I I regularly lift over two hundred pounds. There's no way I'm going to do that." That's bonkers. My like, forearms literally weigh more than 25 pounds. Yeah, and it's like, you know, <laughs> people who work out a lot get pregnant sometimes, and when they do, they got to do things a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, no, they usually tell you don't start new activities. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take this and turn it back into uh, the conference thing, but, like, do the <laughs> things that you're used to doing. Don't change yeah. it up. Um, right. If you know that you need to jog every day to be happy, do that when you're at the conference, too, even if it means yep. you don't make the morning session. Like, yeah. if you don't eat donuts at home, maybe don't eat donuts at the conference, because you might have, like, a big right. sugar crash and pass out. Yep. So, oh, yeah, back to the, like, if you're speaking at a conference. So, like, oh, usually yeah. they have you, a lot of them will be like, you need to write a talk or, like, submit a conference, you know, talk uh, proposal or something like that. Those are Those are hard things. There's probably better resources out there to, like, get advice on that. But, um, you know, be interesting. Um, but let's say you've already gotten accepted. <laughs> I think we can skip to that part. Um, <laughs> like you're going to have to go and perform in front of people. Yeah. Um, do you get nervous when you talk, Carrie? Um, I get like adrenaline rush. I'm, I love talking. Um, and I usually have I, what I think are good talks. I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks. <laughs> I enjoy them. I love it. So, Fuck all but, of you. Um, but I do get, like, I sweat. My hands and feet go cold. Like, I, I, I get f- fight or flight um, syndrome yeah. and my uh, adrenaline peaks and I, like, cold sweat. So I'm careful about what I wear mm-hmm. to minimize pit stains. Yeah. And, uh, and I ease off on the caffeine mm-hmm. before I talk. Very important. For sure. Um. And I usually try to take, like, 45 minutes to an hour before and just opt out of everything. Yeah. And, like, meditate or something. Yeah, or just go a little bit through my slides and then just think about nothing. I, I think this is thing something that, like, people don't mm, talk about enough is even if you are really good at giving talks, at performing in front of a crowd, um, and you do it often, 
you still get nervous sometimes. Um, oh, or yeah. Or maybe you don't get nervous, but you have the adrenaline rush because you're excited. And that yeah. feels about the same. Sometimes it's it can feel like you're same. having a panic attack. Um, <laughs> when all it really is is you're stoked to talk to people in front of people. Uh, but you're like, oh, I'm shaking. The best advice I ever got and the advice I always give about public speaking of any kind is don't lock your knees. Like, oh. keep your knees loose. If you keep your knees uh-huh. loose, you won't pass out. <laughs> if you lock your knees, you might pass out because the blood stuff happens. Um, Will you plus... throw up, though? Did you see that? Oh, yeah, girl? I did. It was amazing. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. I'm so proud of her. Shouldn't lock your knees. So amazing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think. Kept on going. Kept on going. No, that's impressive. And I, yeah. I, But I think that's one of those, like, if you are focusing on something like don't lock my knees, then you're less likely to think about all the other stuff that can, like, spiral. Yeah. Um, I always have notes. I rarely look at my notes. I always think I'm going to look at my notes. Um, never. And then I kind of I don't. never look at my notes. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, oh, I know I talk way better than I thought I did by the time I do my talk. Um, or my talks are terrible. Who knows? But, um, you know, write it. And when you write it, read it. And then read it in front of other people before you do it in front of a lot of people. At least for me. I like to perform it in front of, like, one to a few people and say like hey give me give it to me straight was this any good what sounded weird and honestly even hearing myself say it the first time i hear problems with it with the flow with how i want it to go i've gotten better over the years because i write these a lot so i kind of know my speaking style and what cadence i need Mm -hmm. but a lot of the times you'll write things and they look awesome on the paper and then you're trying to like enunciate the syllables and you're like oh god i can't do this right (laughs) this sounds bizarre and sounds terrible or rhymes or something or rhymes yeah exactly you accidentally wrote an ambic pentameter um (laughs) or you say the word like best or greatest or powerful like six times in a sentence and you didn't see it on the page and then when you gave it to your friend um i don't know buy your friend a beer and say like hey i'm gonna buy you a beer or uh, juice or whatever, do you mind listening to me do this five-minute talk? And I bet they'll say, cool, sounds great. Yeah, totally. And then they can give you feedback or not. Um, if you work at a company, this is a great opportunity to, like, I don't know, ask a coworker to, like, take a meeting with you. And maybe if you're mm-hmm. both doing talks, you can trade off on this. It can be really nice. Um, but it helps, to me at least, it helps get rid of the jitters as well. Because if I know that I've done this a couple times and I didn't throw up or die, then I can do it again. <laughs> and I probably yeah. won't throw up or die then either. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. I'm I'm bad at asking somebody else to listen, but I always talk it through. Alone, like, but aloud. Yeah. Never just in my head. Yeah. It uh, The alone, or aloud in general, right? Alone aloud or yeah. with other people aloud. It, it, you'll hear things you wouldn't hear otherwise. Yeah. Have an outline. Like, outlines usually help have an mm-hmm. idea. You'd be surprised, but, like, have a thesis. Have a have a thing you're trying to get across. Some people, I, I don't know what they're story. doing. have a story. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't do a talk like a narrative without arc. telling a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a narrative mm-hmm. arc or, like, the thing that, like, the hook. The mm-hmm. thing that people will identify with. Even if they don't identify with the last 80% of my talk, the first 20% has to be a story that is vaguely emotional and interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that helps. Um, I was told during a storytelling prep thing that, like, 
the more specificity you can give, the better. Like, people remember certain details, so if you're telling a story and you're like, and mm. she was wearing a purple shirt with, like, blue polka dots, and she was, you know, my height, but blonde, people kind of can picture it more. Right. It's like if you're yeah. writing a book. Um, it doesn't necessarily work if you're talking about microservices, but, um, <laughs> you know, you can make yeah. it work. It's you hard. You can make it work. And I think that, like, uh, not every talk is going to be exciting, but, like, for the love of God, try. Try to make it exciting. Because if you are the one talk that's somewhat interesting and somewhat exciting, people will ask you to talk at things more. People will want you to be there. Because so many of these are really dry. Um, yep. A lot of conferences, they let you talk if you give a lot of money, even if you're not very good at it. And right. um, people sit through those, and it sucks. And I've been at those conferences, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh God, I just learned nothing from a person who's very dull, and maybe is fine in real life, but up on stage has no panache." Right. Don't be that person. No. And that's when that's I, once again like that's where it's really nice to have honest friends. So if you do your talk and they're like, "Ugh," um, <laughs> you know ahead of time, and you can make it a little bit better. And, like, yes. play to your strengths. If you're dryly funny, be dryly funny on stage. If you are silly funny, be silly funny. If you mostly just show people Vine videos and cats, then, like, whatever, do that, too. It's fine. Right. They're all good. Yeah. Vine videos and cats. Just, like, do Although, the thing you're used to doing. I was at a talk. It was at XOXO. Oh, okay. Where the guy had animated slides. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, staticky. Oh. And, it, and the slides there were, like, huge like it was full screen behind the speaker and they had to shut them off because people in the audience couldn't couldn't watch it oh that's important yeah so your animation should cycle through once or twice and then stop yeah i i my opinion is no no animated slides ever like if you have funny pictures that's cute if you want to show a video show a video but don't talk um i found that like People can read faster than they can listen. So if you give them something to read, make it short and then talk because you're up there to talk. Right. If you're just saying the same things that are on the slide, I'm done with that way before you ever said it. And I'm already tired of what you're saying. Yeah. Like, these are all like talk tips. But I think when you're at the conference itself, as a person who's speaking, like... Like Carrie said, like carve time out for yourself, take care of yourself, mm-hmm. like prep for this, like you would prep for some other thing, like a, a run you're going to do or work workout or whatever. Um, and then after you're done, let yourself be done. Go relax. You don't have to yes. immediately socialize. Um, I usually go away and try to find food on my own and just like yep. breathe and then maybe meet up with people later on. Um, there's usually a little bit of a come down from the adrenaline mm-hmm. and a little bit of like, oh, I did it. Okay, that's done. And I don't, for me at least, I don't want to see people right away. Right. I usually have to go change my shirt because it's sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wear sleeves. I have tank tops always. So there you go. all of my clothes are made Here's for working tip. out. Here's a pro tip. Accept help. Oh, like, yeah. Here's one of the conferences I was at recently. Um, I got a stomach bug or something. Uh, apparently a few people at the conference had it because you ate conference and, food uh possibly <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding but <laughs> it could be <laughs> but like um but like my 
social anxiety told me not to tell anybody, but I told somebody because I was miserable. And she's like, oh, you want some Kaopectate? And I'm like, hell yes, I do. What's like, that? Oh, like uh, anti-diarrheal. Oh, okay. Like an Imodium. Yes, like Imodium. Okay, so, gotcha. today's wow. episode brought to you by <laughs> so yeah that would like, be amazing i want to be sponsored by anti-diarrheal oh, <laughs> that's the kind of people you and i are that's our that's our busy lifestyle <laughs> eating poutine please help us we can't stop <laughs> yes so so do get help and that's true like if somebody is harassing you hmm. or um you know something's making you sick or you're lost whatever like the conference people are there to help you so do you communicate your needs to people yeah whether you're a speaker or just an attendee just an attendee the you know just the people paying for the conference right like don't try to uh be a hero on yourself and not end up not enjoying the conference this is also bringing up probably a really important point which is like never go to conferences that don't have code of conduct policies agreed Um, if they don't have codes of conduct they don't know what they're doing it's 2018 they have to have codes of conduct and the code of conduct is what happens when something bad happens inevitably something bad will happen you need to know that when something bad happens you can get help it's hard to ask for help i I have a bunch of friends who were at gdc this last week and you know people harassing people and people are being creepy and for a lot of us it's difficult to say something when that happens because we're socialized not to yeah um and it's and the code of conduct has to say more than be nice to each other oh my god yes code of conduct in fact that's almost worse than no code of conduct it has to be enforced and i think that's something where like the xoxo festival has done a good job they have people who are not allowed back ever 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 and that's fine that's good. Yep. Um, when people have stuff that comes up, they deal with it, and they deal with it pretty swiftly and pretty quickly. It's good, I think. Um, it is. Yeah. I've actually been to a conference recently where I was on the uh, team of people who enforced the code of conduct or, like, responded to incidents. Yeah. And and I actually took a report of someone who wanted to report something, and it resolved really well. That's great. Like, the code of conduct isn't there to spoil people's fun. It's to make sure that people do have a good time and learn as much as possible or have a great time. Yeah. Um, and for all the people, not just some of the people. And um, like, if you're a socially awkward person and you're afraid that like a code of conduct shouldn't be used against me because I'm socially awkward. No. That's not what they're no. for. That's not what's going to happen. Um, no. Like if you are a person who gets asked to not come back to a conference because of code of conduct stuff, like you should know what you did. Like it's, it's probably obvious. You can pretend that you were just having fun or just asking somebody out or whatever, but like, don't be a creep. Like it's real. (laughs) I asked the guy who, uh, was in whose duty was to confront the other person. Like, how did, how did you bring this up with the, the offender? Mm -hmm. And, and he's like, I just, talk to him until he knew what i was talking about like i didn't tell him what happened i asked him what happened and he knew yeah he knew what he was doing was wrong yeah like it's not going to be used as a weapon against an innocent party i think people usually do know and like even if um you know people who have 
like neurodiverse folks, people who are autistic, mm-hmm. people who have they people still know like it is actually like offensive and a disservice to assume that any of us who have something else going on um, are not able to make clear decisions about that stuff. Yeah, people can. Agreed. And it's important to hold everybody to a good standard. Um, so if you go to one, ask for help. Make sure there's help to be had. Um, take note of like how you're treated as a speaker um, mm. or as an attendee, right? Like, it's good to have a good conference. Um, I, I generally find that, like, if, if you are being expected to perform at a thing, um, if they're not paying you, which they should be, they should at least be treating you well, like giving you a place to relax, like a green room, like mm-hmm. maybe giving you something nice, like food or money or something like that, and maybe, like, being responsive to your needs around, like, AV and stuff like that, communication before the conference, like, what should I bring? Um, what kind of cables do I need? That kind of stuff. Yep. If they're not, don't go back. Maybe don't even go the first time because it sucks. Um, I've been to conferences before where I feel like I wasn't really supported or where uh, I was just like a disposable person of a demographic. And mm-hmm. I can always tell when that's the case because no one there gives a shit that I'm there. They just checked a box and were like, we had a woman in tech or we had a trans lady or we had a queer lady. And it feels bad. Yeah. Corollary, a corollary? <laughs> Alternatively, yep. uh, I've had conferences where I felt really appreciated and cared for and where people were like genuinely happy to have me there, um, genuinely appreciative, like knew that I had to schedule and, and kept with my schedule too. Um, I went to one of those recently, a uh, friend of the podcast, um, uh, Kristen, who does a show called Human School that was here in town. It was like an HR conference. And they gave a talk about how not to be shitty to trans people and gender non-conforming people at companies to a bunch of HR people and A of all she paid me really well and B of all she let me come do my talk and leave um, like, I didn't have the time to go to the conference I wish I could yeah. have we were launching a product but um, we had a really lovely conversation I knew that she cared I knew that she had planned it well she had been communicating since six months before the conference nice. I knew all my expectations she provided yeah. like you know they had a standardized set of slides and I was provided those so I could fill my own stuff in they had handouts like all of this stuff it was really really professionally done it was probably if not the best one of the best conferences I've ever spoken at and I've spoken at conferences with like 10 times the budget and 10 times the attendees um and they were way worse hmm yeah and like there's scuttlebutt like your friends who spoke at conferences will tell you more about these things but some people don't some people just have to do this for work and don't really like expect much or ask for much i think it's better that we all ask for more Mm, yeah because this should all be better especially if you have to go for work like it already sucks to have to do stuff for work when you're not at work (laughs) make it more fun like have a good time yeah totally i think um was the conference that you were doing that stuff at it was a work thing right where you had to like enforce a code of conduct oh yes that was for my company yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yep. that's the other thing, too, is, like, if you're volunteering for something, like, once again, have, like, clear expectations. Like, there's conferences that are fun conferences where you can be, like, asked to be an enforcer or something and, like, just know what you're signing up for and know yep. who you can go to for help. Like, Yep. I've also done that. Um, I have organized or helped organize uh, a bar camp in oh, Saskatoon cool. a few several years. Um and uh, it's usually a 
team of us doing it and it's all volunteer um stuff all volunteer fundraising yeah <laughs> um and then i don't know if you know what a bar camp is but it's the kind of it's an unconference so it's not planned mm-hmm. the speaker lineup isn't planned in advance so if you want to do a talk about technology culture things like that um you prepare a talk and you come and give it on the day of cool. um yeah it is a very cool event um they happen all around the world and uh it's it's a really neat opportunity a to get involved in your tech community mm-hmm. uh to do low-key low-pressure talks um but also if you want to get involved in event planning because the hardest part of the whole thing is like having it and getting people who are interested in putting it on so yeah look up your local bar camp and support it oh the other thing related to that that is like helpful is if you want to talk at a conference it it might help to start talking at a meetup yes there's meetups for i think there's probably meetups for everything under the sun not all of them have talks like a hiking meetup may not have a talk but a lot of meetups do and if you reach out and you say hey i'd love to like give a talk on a thing you can test drive a conference talk um you can reuse stuff you can uh figure out what it's like to be in front of people and see if it's something you even want to do um and if you're a person who's like a woman or a trans person or a non-binary person or or whatever like if you like talking in front of other people and you're pretty decent at it there are so many opportunities because everybody's realized now or a lot of people have realized now hey we should have conferences that aren't just like white guys so they want you to come um and you know they don't all pay but if it's something you enjoy doing you can do a lot of it yeah i think the hardest thing for me honestly is applying (laughs) for conference talks i know knowing ahead of time that to like be on top of it you know what i keep a secret it's not a secret but it's private <laughs> um file of talk ideas mm. it's just a running list and every time i get a talk idea it's just a google doc and i just throw it in there at the bottom of the list and that way if sometime i need to talk but don't have an idea i have a wealth of ideas i should really there. do that we have an ops person who actually keeps track of the conferences that i should go to um for me i don't even have that excuse like i have a list that someone else maintains of all the conferences and when they say hey um do you want to do this conference i have to be like i don't have a talk prepared or any idea what i would say or whatever right it's a tricky thing yeah i've had a couple of those instances recently it's a little bit humbling where somebody was like hey do you want to do this really cool thing and i was like honestly i don't have anything in may for it right now and it it was interesting like i got asked to write a thing and i was like i would love to cannot think of a single thing to say like about it i just don't want to get into it and um and i think that's okay too like maybe that's my last tip is know your limits and if like if something feels wrong if you know you're really not yeah like people always appreciate if you like tell them ahead of time this thing is happening here's what's going on if they can support you through it that's awesome but if you have to pull out because whatever happened then your leg fell off you know yeah your cat not speak english anymore your cat's sick like it, it heads up way ahead of time test this stuff out be prepared yeah um and like try to have fun like theoretically these things are fun totally and i think they can be I mean, it, it's a whole list of stuff we've like told you to do and <laughs> maybe it's daunting but like if you check these boxes it might be a little bit easier to have your fun yeah and the most of what we've 
told you to do is like giving yourself permission to do the things you probably want to do anyway. Yeah. So. Totally. Yeah. Ooh, wear loose, uh, wear not loose clothing, but like clothing you can move in. If you yes. don't have to wear a suit or a dress, um, don't do it. I don't know. Wear what you would normally wear to work is almost always a decent guideline. Yeah, I would say wear what you normally wear to work, but something that wicks a little bit better. Yes, there will be sweat. And you'll be sitting in close proximity to a lot of people, which you might not be doing at work usually. Cute people even. Yeah, exactly. You might get sweaty from the cute people. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's so true. Been there before. Uh, Who hasn't? Yeah. Um... (laughs) And yeah, I I don't know. Conferences, they're a thing. I'm going to a they're bunch thing. soon. <laughs> I'll I be... might be going to one in October. Oh, cool. I've submitted a talk. So I am we'll going see. to a uh, KubeCon or Kubernetes conference. Um, oh, yeah. Put on by CNCF in uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. Uh, so Great. Don't be creepy, but if you're a listener and you're going, maybe like yeah. wave. I probably will exactly. be at a booth. Eating don't talk bread. about the podcast. Don't tell. Don't tell her you're a huge <laughs> fan of the podcast. You can that's, say, "Hey, that's weird. I listen to the podcast," and they'd be like, "Cool, thanks." That would be nice. Actually, yeah, that but would be don't. Really cool. Don't stare at me. Um, <laughs> don't look at the artist. Don't touch the artist. No, just just wait for something. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Yes. I hope that you go to a lot of conferences. I hope to see you at a conference again. I hope you come to XOXO, Carrie. Yeah, it's the week that school starts this year, so I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm in. But <sighs> bring you your know, kids. Oh, we'll see. I know. Take, take your <laughs> yeah. kids out of school. Tell them to quit going to school. <laughs> Unschool them. Unschool. Um, yeah, we should talk about school sometime. We should. We totally Let's should talk, talk about dropping okay. out. Um. <laughs> Excellent idea. Uh, uh, where can they find yes. us? Um, the podcast itself is on iTunes and it's on our website, goodstuff.fm slash grownups. And we are on Twitter at grownups underscore FM. I myself am on Twitter at K-A-Y-A-Y-A-R-A-I. And I'm at Brooke Shelley, B-R-O-K-S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. Um, <laughs> yeah, message us on there and, uh, we'll see you on the interwebs. Um, also quick, uh, programming note. I have a new microphone. Hopefully it sounds better. Um, sorry that it's been bad. I was really lazy and my company had to send me a microphone for a different thing. <laughs> Thank you for listening. But the content is so good though, Brett. You know, but sometimes I have podcasts that